Internal recording error? Internal recording error failure, which means that we are live. (laughs) Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick and Ethan. Yes. I have something to say to you. Uh, Oh, why, Happy yet? anniversary. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I totally <laughs> forgot. Is this why you've been you forgot our anniversary? Is this why you've been playing me like a fool for the past thirteen minutes and forty nine seconds? It is because today I was sitting in I was I was kneeling in mass when I, was, I should have been praying. I and was, I was today like, years old when I remembered and also forgot <laughs> that it's our three year crunch anniversary. I was like, Oh wow, today's tomorrow's the tenth, which means that I have to move in to my apartment tomorrow. And the, oh wow, the day after that is nine eleven, huh? Mm. Oh wait, that means that third year anniversary of the crunch. Wow! You remember when we posted our first episode of the podcast on nine eleven? I do. But hey, that means it's the day that I'm not going to forget. Today, that's for sure. that means that today is the day three years ago we recorded that episode. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? That is really weird. Can you remember? Do you remember how awkward it it is or it was? <laughs> do you remember how awkward it is currently right now? <laughs> I might go and do a deep dive and find some of that old audio and splice it in right here just so people can hear. We're just going to roll with it. Are you in um, a relationship? What? What did you say? What? Did you say something? I did. Should we introduce ourselves? <laughs> yes. Um. Hello, internet. My name's Ethan, also known as uh, Bropostle. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, at yeah, at Propostle. Yeah, I'm I'm Patrick, otherwise known as Anonymous Catholic. Follow me at Catholic Anon. <laughs> well, oh we man, were... were you recording the whole time? Uh, I don't know if I was recording before. If I was, I'll have to look on my old laptop. Here's the here's the problem: is that we didn't know what how much we... of a historic moment. Yeah, that literally, that was. <laughs> literally, dozens of lives were affected from that day on. <laughs> Permanently. The life of Luke Carey would never be the same following that fateful who, day. Who would be the scapegoat that they can always always make jokes about if if not for us? Exactly. <laughs> Do you think that some other young guys would have risen up and become the Young Guys podcast if we hadn't have done it? No, no one would have. Everyone was afraid. That's true. Everyone was like They're still afraid. I have to I have to write a book before I can podcast. That's not true. Gummer didn't Okay, I was talking to our friend Katie today. Yeah. And um she she and I were talking about like writing books and stuff and uh she was like it's good it's good you know uh you know a lot of a lot of people a lot of people think that they can just grab a microphone before they actually contribute to the field referring to like just she said you know you should write a book before you start speaking um like full like full time listen and she's like a lot of a lot of people think they can a lot of people think they can grab a microphone before they grab a pen or something like that and i like looked over i had at my... thousands of tweets before i picked up a microphone <laughs> thank you very much and i, and I was i was like looked over at my podcast microphone and i was like yep yeah that's a really that's real good advice katie i, <laughs> I appreciate that advice <laughs> man three oh, man. years this yeah. is this is a big deal. We need to, what are we doing to make this episode special? We used to we used to put a lot of effort into our year anniversaries. Yeah, and then we just kind of like, you know what? This is uh, know, this is <laughs> well, at a certain point it's kind of like celebrating it's like celebrating your birthday in your 30s. You know? 
the third year of like, podcasting is like the third decade of it life. is it is people will you come know? and they'll bring gifts but they'll be like why are we here is she, <laughs> does he really know does he does he know that's where i feel like we are i just watched i just watched an episode of i think you should leave do you know the one i'm talking about i don't know what that is wait you don't watch i think you should leave i i don't watch anything Okay, it's on Netflix. It's, I understand if you don't want to watch it, but it's it's this it's this it's a sketch comedy show on Netflix. It's really funny. It's really good. Yeah. There's an episode where it's like a thirty guy, a thirty year old guy who's getting gifts. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, thanks, I love it." And they're like, "Oh, there's a gift receipt in there, if you want it to like turn it in." And he's like, "No, no, no, it's great." And then another guy gives him a gift. He's like, "Oh, thanks, this is great." And he's like, "There's a gift receipt if you want to return." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, thanks, good idea." <laughs> and it's this long drawn out. Never mind. That's what it's like. Having having a podcast. The best part about sketch comedy is when people describe to you. I know that's the the worst thing, and I did it, and I'm so sorry. It's okay. I have a lot of friends. People ask me; they think because I'm, I can be funny in casual conversation. Yeah. People will think that I just love to hear about the intricacies of the stand-up show that they watched last night. And they'll recount. Are you talking about Teresa? No, 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 no. <laughs> and and they'll recount without the effect of the original speaker, as in the humor. Yeah. And all of the jokes to me, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's a good one. Great job. Sometimes great job remembering. Good job. The op- <laughs> good job listening and then repeating. Very proud. The opposite happens with Teresa." She sometimes she'll repeat a comedy bit to me that she heard in a comedy uh-huh. show and I'll go and watch it and she'll have done it better. Oh, really? Yeah. It that's just made nice. me laugh harder. That's a good friend. Yes. That's a good. It's like, it, first of all, it's like it's like having your own personal like highlight reel. You know, you don't have to like go on ESPN the morning after like, I don't know, uh, a playoffs game uh-huh. and like watch all the good stuff. You know, the happens. playoffs, you know, the, oh, the sport that the playoffs are in. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a bad word on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, honey, I was watching ESPN after the Shut playoffs up. last night. <laughs> Shut up! I'm so upset. and I saw I saw that he did it. He did it right there on the screen. Ain't that a Ain't that a spectacle? I'm gonna go mow the lawn. Oh my gosh! I know it's not time for tweets that made me sad, but one of my favorite things about football season starting Ugh. up is all of the people ironically talking about football season. You know, it's like the. The people that bo- that bother me are not are not like the people who just generally enjoy the sport of football. Right. The people who legitimately annoy me are the people who go out of their way to make sure everyone knows they don't watch football. Anybody who says sports ball can just shut up. It's an old meme. It's a, you talking like, to me? When I was, no, 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 not you. Know, not you. Okay. You're right. Oh, I thought Anybody you were saying. I ball. thought you were defending the sports ball people for a second, and I was about no, to have I'm not, to. I'm not ever going to. Three years, so it's over. People. Sorry, bye. <laughs> we're no longer friends. But yeah, like when I was first getting into baseball, like two years ago, oh, I was, we, like, talking, we all remember. I, Everybody we all remembers remember. the Pirates. I was like phase. talking. I was just talking to someone about it, and some random person was like, "Oh, this like they." I was talking to a friend who was more knowledgeable than me, so I was like asking him questions. Sure, and. This person who I did not know came out of nowhere, walked up and went, oh, this sounds like a sports ball conversation and then walked away. And I was like, I don't what what are you hoping to gain from such an interaction? I'm not like the average guys. (laughs) I'm not like most girls. I don't enjoy sports. I don't like sports. I like pipe tobacco and (laughs) 
uh, and not being able to breathe. <laughs> My hobbies are in order, smoking, suffocating, and death. <laughs> Sorry that you can't keep up, sports guys. <laughs> Eat my de- teleports behind you. Oh man! So, so no, whoa, hold on. Okay, we can't we can't move on from this. Three years of podcasting. Okay, oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. How? Tell me, what's been the best part of being a podcast co-host with me? <laughs> I mean, you just <laughs> said the it past right three there. Years. My best. <laughs> The best part about being a podcast co-host with Ethan Stevie. It's a self-evident statement. It's true. Um, I, I, if you want me to be serious. Yeah, I would love to. No, 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 no. Serious hour. Tell me. Okay. The whole hour. Um, my <laughs> serious favorite, minute. My favorite part about podcasting is when uh, I can – It just, it's just like this uh, random thing that just brings other people into my life, right? Yeah. So like when I'm just at a – I went to a, I went to a youth – group thing yesterday a friend of mine asked me to speak at his youth group and i went and he wasn't there so i was just like hanging out with the core team and talking to a bunch of people i didn't know it was great all the kids and this one girl Teresa, shout out Teresa, comes up and goes hi and i'm like hi and we shook hands and she was like i listen to your podcast and i go ah there's always one there's always one who listens to the crunch and then we she's just like yeah so i heard you were coming to speak and i like looked up your podcast and i was like oh wow that's like really nice and so we just started talking about the rebrand and she was like i like it like so this impartial third party has come into our podcast has looked at our newer episodes our older episodes and she's enjoyed them um teresa if you're listening and i know that you are thank you yeah welcome to the three-year crunchiversary yeah i mean you you better late than never you know what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm um, also like the good conversations that they've fostered outside of the podcast with people that are just a part of my everyday life. Like yesterday, not yesterday, sorry. Uh, a couple of days ago, my cousin Jake and I just had this really long conversation about our culture war episode. Um, and he, he works on Capitol Hill actually. And oh. so we had this really long conversation about, yeah, he's a big shot. Um, <laughs> uh, he works in, he works in, uh, an office. I don't know. That's all I'm gonna say. The department he, of the department of people. He works in the department of people. The department of people and, who uh, wear ties and carry. Yeah, and it's always interesting talking papers. to him because like he studied he studied political science. I didn't, and he like works very closely to where the sausage gets made. El presidente. El president. No, not oh. close to the president. He oh. works in, in Congress. Oh yes, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. where the sausage. Did you? That's where the sausage. You see the tweet where Trump got his own sausage maker? I thought that's what you were referencing. No, that's a joke. Carry on. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, so we had a long conversation about that. It was one of those conversations where you're like, man, I have to go do stuff, but I don't want to because I want to keep talking. So that's good. That's my favorite part about the podcast mm-hmm. is how it brings me closer to people. Nice. What's your favorite part of the podcast? I I would say something similar. I've had really good conversations, especially with some of my family members, um, just about doing the podcast, which has opened up conversations about oh, you, you do this thing where you kind of make jokes and share some of your faith in a very low barrier entry, non-threatening way. Tell me more about that. And it just gives an opportunity to have conversations that you wouldn't normally get to have with your family, um, Yeah, which I really like. And doing things, I, I think back sometimes to Seek uh, 2019 where we got to record live in front of over 100 people yeah. And then an- 
talk to people who were fans of the show for an hour and a half afterwards. There was a line. There was a line. And that was the coolest thing ever. It was amazing. And it's really easy to think that nobody actually listens to the show when we're just sitting here and I'm staring at my wall, sweating, (laughs) and trying not to smack my lips and trying not to (laughs) resort to verbal tics like like and um and you know. But there are real people who listen, who love the show and love the conversations that we've had over the past three years. And yeah, that's, that's been really, really cool to just to hear story. I, Andrew Jordan, prime example. Andrew Jordan is a sponsor of this show. He has Florence, Florian appliance repair in Kansas city. If you need anything repaired in Kansas city, hit him up. Yeah, dude. Um, link is in the description for his, his website, but he, uh, we're not the only factor, but we've definitely played a big part in his um, coming into the Catholic Church. He's starting RCIA soon. He wants to. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, like it's it's an amazing story, and it all all is because I posted about it on Facebook, and he sent me a message because he listened to a couple of episodes, and he helped me buy my first microphone, and just a wow. yeah, it's an amazing thing. And now he's I consider him to be a good friend, and I I see him whenever I go home, and. Um, I, I called him about I, my washer broke. And so I called him. I said, Hey, what do I do? And he's like, this is what you're going to do. I can get you this price, but this is what you probably should do. And it just was really, really helpful. And, and he's also funnier than he's so funny. He's so funny. And it's just a relationship that I never thought that I would ever have if not for the show. The and that's, that's just true for probably dozens of other people too, through Twitter and through, just places that we've gone together and speak when we saw Scott Hahn that one time, those two times, those two dose times when (laughs) when I shook his hand, that was amazing. (laughs) Or at least waved at him from the car window, dangling out like an insane person. Oh, uh, good to meet you. Uh, covenant, covenant, covenant. (laughs) It's just an impression of Mark Hart's impression of Scott Hahn. It was, (laughs) but anyway, I, that's my, that's honestly my impression of every old professor at Franciscan. Yeah. Um, that was a little bit Scott Hahn, a little bit Regis Martin. If you know who I'm talking about, I know who Regis it. Philbin is. That's exactly the same person. Yes. Yeah. I, Give or take a couple of seconds. You know, Regis and Kelly Rippa live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't have much else to say. I don't think three years is that big of a deal. It's just kind of a something to step back and note. And say, yeah, like one year is a pretty. No, I think I think your I think your analysis of 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 podcast years being like decades. Yeah. It's like a, de- a a podcast year is like ten human years. Yeah, they get because less and most less podcasts only, and the only last, last eight years. Most podcasts only last six episodes. That's yeah. the average, which is really sad because that's like a lot of young boys mm-hmm. going 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 to the great reward of irrelevance. There you go. <laughs> that way to land that plane. Thank you. Um, Did you also know the average the average number of followers on Twitter is 200? Really? So we're doing great. Huh. But I mean, come on. How many burner accounts have you made over the course of the past couple? I mean, uh, right? I mean, it's not important. <laughs> I just want to thank everybody who's listening, who's still listening through the rebrand, helping us come through this interesting and weird time where we're trying to figure out what our voice is going to be amongst other Catholic podcasts and other comedy podcasts and where we're just trying to settle in right in the middle in a, in a land where nobody wants to be. Um, and it's fun to navigate and it's hard and there's no, no audience I'd rather be doing with baby than this one right here. Let's give it a hand for our audience. And then we're going to insert a little, a little bit of a, Oh, we're not going to insert it. Okay. All right. (laughs) I thought I could just clap. Go ahead. (laughs) 
But yeah, no, I mean, it's it's been great. We haven't we haven't. I'm looking at the stats right now. We have not dropped in listenership. Nor have Maybe we like, grown. <laughs> nor have we grown. <laughs> but listen, it, all of, it's all about it's all about the positives, right, folks? It's all about look on the bright side. No, I think when you're 30, it start starts time to look at the negatives. That's what <laughs> <laughs> we looked at the positives at our two year anniversary. Listen, oh, let's man. time to it's time to crack down. <laughs> Where's the new listeners? 20 Grit 19 is turning into 20 Grit Sad Teen. <laughs> 20 Grit Sad Teen. When 20 Grit 20 comes around, um, all you people. 20 funny. All you people out there better who are listening right now, you share you share this podcast with one friend. Boom. Oh all of a gosh. sudden doubled. Look at that. That's exactly how it works. That's spiritual hey. multiplication, baby. So I was I was I was listening to a podcast the other day. They were talking about pyramid schemes. Sure. And he said that like if you did if you did the one person gets five of their friends and they each get five of their friends within fourteen cycles, you have everybody on earth. That's correct. That is how the yeah. math works. Does that mean that focus is a pyramid scheme? Curtis Martin said that from the stage. I would hope so because that's hilarious. Because he said John Paul II could evangelize a million people a year, and in twenty-five years or in fourteen years, he could only evangelize fourteen million people. But if you evangelized three people, I guess they did three instead of five. So 25 years or 22 or something like that. If you evangelize three people a year and each of them evangelized three people, then in 20 or so cycles, we would have the whole world. Um, and he, he just said, this is the math. Makes sense, doesn't it? And we were all like, uh-huh, Curtis Martin. Thank you for wearing a, me. Wearing, wearing a nice blazer and freshly shined shoes and telling me about why I need to love the Lord. Thank you, Curtis Martin. Huge shout out, Curtis. If you're listening, I know that you are, and you want to come on the show, please send me an email. Please do. We have we have the same business handle, so if you, I mean, Curtis Martin, if you ever want to come on the show, just tweet with the hashtag hashtag verify 2020, <laughs> so we know that you're a true boy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of Twitter, yes. Let's uh let's hop in our in our little our little machine our 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 trusty our trusty steed and and go back in time a little bit shall we? Let's take a dive into the hot take time machine. Hot take time, hot take time machine. machine. Welcome to the hot take time machine. Hot take time machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting. If you have a hot take, five years or older, DM it to at the Crunchcast on Twitter or on Instagram or email us info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, would you like to take us off? <laughs> your first do I really take? do I really want to? I really want okay. you to start. I can start it. <laughs> <laughs> so as this segment sort of progresses and as I continue to look back and look back and look back slog at, through at my old tweets and my old Facebook posts. I am realizing how thirsty I was when I was um, 16, 17 and 18 years old. <laughs> um, just an insane amount. And nobody was regulating it. Nobody was telling me, Ethan, you really need to calm down. Um, and and there will be more pieces of evidence of that as the show goes on. Um, it just manifests itself in plenty of different ways, but the one that I, <laughs> the one that I wanted to highlight today, this is from July eighth, twenty fourteen. So we're really we're cutting it close at that five year mark, but we're still there. Um, July eighth, twenty fourteen. I'm replying to a to a woman named Madison. I won't say her last name. Uh, <laughs> she tweeted. <laughs> she tweeted. 
I close my eyes and see you, no matter where I am. Which is a classic early two thousand. Pretty standard, tweet. yeah. High school what year girl was this? tweet, 2014. Okay, yeah. yeah. That'll do it. That's pretty standard high school girl tweet, okay? I close my eyes and see you, no matter where I am. And I replied and I said, Open your eyes and look for my DMs, Madison. <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny because that would have that would mean that you that was kind of a self own on your it part. It really was because it's like I close my eyes and I see you. Well, you're not seeing me, so you better open them and check your DMs, exactly. homie. <laughs> and it was, it's funny because the story behind this is that this girl just did not like me at all. Not not, <laughs> not in a she her and I didn't get along, but just a, was never romantically interested in me whatsoever. And it just became this joke that I would ask her out and sent like all these things oh, on yeah, Twitter. Joke, and it, huh? it was Real well, funny it was, joke I mean, that it, you came up well, with on your own, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> all right. Let's, let's keep the, let's I've heard this song before <laughs> and I know how it ends. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that you're correct, but what I will say, it, it was not, it was a, it, okay. It was a front. All right. It was all a front. Of course and it was all a front. This is big joke. And I was hoping that one day maybe she would, she would come to the light. You know, and no, that's the thing. When you make it a joke, you can you, never come out. Yeah. And he, it's always going to be ironic. I what know. are you going to say your vows ironically No. Yeah. So it's just it's tough looking back and thinking that that's how I thought that I could secure a girlfriend. <laughs> if I just if I just irony post at her until she decides that I'm good enough, maybe then only then will it actually I've worn work. down her defenses. It's no, no, it was, I get it's it, terrible. Like and I feel bad about it now because that's just not a proper way to respect women uh, just yeah, like and I, <laughs> but i respect women a lot and i hey listen if you're listening to this podcast and you're a woman <laughs> check those dm no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i respect you okay i've grown a lot DMs since for then. a whole lot of respect that's what i'll say I've, r-e-s-p-e-c-t find out what i dm to you <laughs> respecting women it's more than a meme more than just a meme no, that's so. No, I get it though, because like you're when when you were young, yeah, and when I was young, when we it's were like, young, okay, how when we were both young, I should say, it was like, how you gonna get women? You use the most powerful tool you got, your humor. <laughs> yeah, just get not a, a, not a lot of them. other tools for in the yeah, toolbox. Yeah, it's like when, I'm looking, I'm looking when, for the, I'm looking for the attractiveness tool. It's not there. When all you have is a hammer, I'm, every problem looks like a nail, and. <laughs> And my comedy hammer all, was just all I had was my swinging, yes, <laughs> just left and right, <laughs> lopping off heads, galloping through the hallways of high school, trying to find anybody, anybody, burning at bridges all. somehow with a hammer. <laughs> it was chaos. Did you ever do that? Did you ever try to irony a girl into liking you? Oh my gosh! Well, the answer is probably yeah. I feel um, like a lot of classically funny guys, quote unquote, did this. Yeah, definitely. But we did. I did. Like, I don't think I was doing it consciously. I think I was just. Oh, this is how I interact with ladies. Quirk. Yeah, this is how I get them. This, this is, how, is how I fish them. Yeah. Just being dumb. Yeah, but you said she's happily married. She now. is married now, which is great. That's good. <laughs> That's good for her. Yeah. Um. <laughs> really proud. Haven't haven't communicated with her since probably graduation, uh, as it should be. Yeah. Really. Um, I have no Never intention. Just everybody knows. I have no intention of messaging this woman or letting her know. Uh, it's very it's very uh it's very important to not let people that you knew in high school know you after high school that is correct people (laughs) ask me all the time they say hey actually nobody asked me this but it's it's coming up on i think it 
I guess it would be this this year was my five year would have been a five year reunion if we did that. Yeah, but I I I received no correspondence from uh, Olathe South High School. Yeah, I I ran for student class president my senior year, and I'm incredibly glad that I lost now because now I don't have to worry about that crap. Come come next year when I have my reunion. Yeah. My uh, I'm probably not going to the reunion. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that we're, my class is going to have a reunion because my senior class president got impeached with like two months left in the school year. How do you get impeached um, two months before the school year ends? It's, it's not a great story. He was he did some inappropriate oh. stuff. Uh oh, like posting some things online that he should not have posted. Uh he got canceled. He, well, he did a he almost did a crime. <laughs> so oh. it's, I don't even know if it's canceling, but. <laughs> um yeah he let's just say he he got what he deserved and he shouldn't have been vice or student body president um so who yeah. knows who knows what will happen who knows what he's up to now maybe he's a real politician now hey <laughs> um so that's that's me being thirsty back in 2014 patrick do you have one so my um my my hot day time machine takes us on a little spin a little further back in the clock to november 18th 2011 okay so this is a little bit of an older one, and this one has a little bit of a story behind oh, it. Oh, I love as that. These tend to do. I love that. Um, so this is my this is the this is a semester. Uh, I remember exactly where this was. I was in an AVID class, which is a class on like student success that I had to take, yeah. which was a huge bummer. And um, it was on November eighteenth, thousand eleven, and I said, "The awkward moment when you reveal top secret military information to a class of twenty one people." And this is not a joke. That happened. I did that, and I didn't mean to. <laughs> when you say top secret military information, what what could you possibly have access to in 2011? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll just tell you what the top secret military information was right here on the podcast. Well, if it no, was, if it was, happen. if you were playing fast and loose back in the class of 21, <laughs> certainly there's some leeway here on the show. Nope, there's none. This is especially less leeway now. I don't know. Here's the thing. So I, I, I guess I had heard a story, okay, about something that, that a, a training procedure that happens in the Navy. Okay. Okay. That's all I'll say. It wasn't like some like tactical waterboarding. Th- like <laughs> what? Waterboarding. Yeah. It, it wasn't like it wasn't like I found out that there was like a. I didn't like. I didn't like find a mole who told me about <laughs> interrogation process i didn't i didn't like find Surprise, out about the, the federal government interrogates people with torture <laughs> i'm 13 Surprise. i'm 13 i just found out about this oh my gosh so have you guys heard of guantanamo this... bay <laughs> everybody <laughs> it's nuts class, down there <laughs> class listen up <laughs> and like okay so i went i was like talking to someone and they told me about this like navy training procedure and i was like oh that's interesting and then like i remember this was like years later so like years later in 2011 this navy guy came to our avid class and talked to us about joining the navy and he was like does anybody have any questions and nobody raised their hand and i raised my hand and i said hey i heard about this training procedure and then i proceed to describe it uh-huh. and he just drops and he's like how do you know about that he did that and i he did that to play you you got no played i laughed. By this Navy man. i laughed and then he didn't laugh and then everybody else laughed 
and he didn't laugh. And then the teacher laughed. And I don't know if he's the best comedian ever. Like, he just did not, which is possible. But He was thinking so far ahead. He was thinking, I'm going to make this kid think that he just dropped the hottest heat that's ever been dropped about the United States military so that when he starts a podcast five years from now, he's going to know. He's going to think about it, and he's going to say it to his audience. And my friend Tommy is like, um, yeah, I'm pretty mad you that too, because now we're both dead, and because I heard the entire thing in class. Oh man, you get a text from the FBI on your <laughs> on your Samsung Don't razor. Don't move. Don't move. Where are you? There's no way. Oh, man. There's no way. I don't believe. I it. know. To this day, I think that it's like a whole. It was a whole bit. I but think like, you got you got goofed. By there's the a Navy. little part of me that's like, man. I don't know if he was playing me, but man, the, the, the thing was, it's not like a national security issue. It's just more of like the training procedure is secret because it's a training procedure and you don't want to tell people, mm-hmm. especially not people who are new recruits because you don't want them to go through that training procedure knowing what's about to happen. Yeah. Especially, you know? And especially you don't want a 13 year old describing it in detail because that just humiliates you i feel like in a lot of <laughs> like, you're like yeah this if this if this 13 year old did this training procedure he would know the exact right answer it's like in mulan imagine imagine it's like if, in mulan imagine if in mulan she had just told someone hey you got to use the little weight things to climb up the pole or imagine if in captain america he was like to a new recruit, he was like, hey, all you got to do is take the pin out of the bottom of the flagpole and you get the flag. Also, Captain America totally ripped that off of Mulan. That Do you remember that scene in Captain America? Is that you just mean me? mean the, the first Avenger? Yeah, the first I one. I saw that movie once. Um, I have, it's a classic. Is it? Okay. Yes, it is. There's a scene where they're like, there's a flag up there, and if you get it, you can, if you get that flag you can ride back with us in the Jeep instead of running back. And then all the guys like take turns jumping up there and trying to grab it. And he like looks at it from aside and then everyone's done. And he walks up and he goes to the bottom of the pole and he pulls a pin out and the flagpole like falls to the ground. He walks over grabs the flag and rides back in the Jeep because Captain America's smart. Mm-hmm. He thinks with his head, mm-hmm. not his muscles. He didn't have any muscles. until he gets muscles. And then all he does is think with his muscles. Think with his muscles. <laughs> so that characterization fell pretty flat, pretty quick, didn't it? Apparently, apparently, in like the uh, the comics iteration of Captain America, it, they like make it a point that he is he is he is skilled in all things. He's even more artistic than he was before. He's um he has more he has a stronger will than he did before. So he grows in virtue. It's a virtue tank he, that they put him in. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a virtue. Every everything that existed in him was just magnified, right? So like his his character was magnified. His mental capacity was magnified. His muscles were magnified. That's why Red Skull, his evil was magnified, and his redness was magnified. Oh, now I understand. Yes. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I think we have a user submitted hot take time. We do. This one comes from our old buddy, not an ad at board Catholic at board Catholic on Twitter from Matt Martinhausen. Um, (laughs) I never say it out loud. Martinison, creator of the Catholic card games. He said, sup boys. I don't remember the exact context for this, but he says, he said apparently in 2010 on October 25th, 2010, he said, 
smiling is the new sarcastic smiley face. And uh, he gave us a little bit of context that apparently he was mad at a girl and he wasn't going to tell her that he was mad at her. So he just sent her smiles in his texts and then he posted that on Facebook. So it was a very subtle act. There's so many levels there. There's a lot of nuance in the ways that a sophomore in high school uh, interacts with women, but that's one of them. Yeah, I don't know if this means that he was like only sending smiley faces. Like she would say, like, when are we going to talk about what you did? And he just sends a smiley face. Or if like she was like, are you mad? And he goes, nope, with a smiley face. Because that's just me and Matt. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I think the smiley face is an art form. Is it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. first of all, if you're using left close parentheses colon instead of colon right close parentheses, you're an animal. You're oh, yeah, that's terrifying. Why would you make a mouth before an eye? Yeah, you're not it's you're crazy. not the Cheshire cat. Okay. And then there were the people who would do the colon and then the hyphen and then the Ooh, weird. Siri does that for some I reason. When see, you say See, I do that now because I the 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 colon parenthesis just reminds me of middle school and high yeah. school when I would text and what was the point of the smiley face? The my my weird my weird texting thing my texting uh, nuance when I was younger uh-huh. was I would always do lowercase x uppercase d oh never uppercase x, x uppercase d right. unless it was really funny in which mm-hmm. case it was multiple uppercase x's multiple uppercase d's you know what I'm saying? Do you want to hear? So this is kind of a Speaking yes, the answer texting. is yes. Okay. Just say okay. it. Okay. So speaking of <laughs> texting, I uh, gosh, I played. I I didn't play games, but I thought I was more mature with the way that I used my phone than I actually was. Yeah. And yeah, so like not strategically not responding at certain times and those, oh my yeah, gosh. it was all it was weird. Oh boy, you were playing 3D chess and she's just like uh-huh. eating popcorn and watching <laughs> whatever not, Netflix. She was is in not concerned about me at all. She's not thought about me more than once in a day. Um. So when I was, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> the they had a mixer. Oh yeah. It was well, it wasn't a mixer. So let me let me rephrase. So it was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade in this middle school. It was more of a junior high at the time, and the seventh yeah. graders had to go to mixers, which were at, right after school, and they were in like the cafeteria multi-purpose room. And they lasted maybe an hour and a half, two hours, and then you would you get food or candy or whatever, and then you'd go home, and that would be your the way that you would relieve sort of the sexual tension that had built up over. Oh jeez, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how yeah, they, yeah. they would do that. Is just let's get them all sweaty and have them dancing, and then we'll send them home. For the eighth and ninth graders, they knew that they couldn't do that because they'd have an uprising because they were mature. Ah, yes. And so they had a dance, right? The traditional middle school dance. So when I was in eighth grade, I went to this dance. Um, and it was in the evening and I didn't have a date, but some of my friends had dates and that's okay. And we were all kind of in the band click and, but there was this, there's mm. one girl that I, I had, what my, did you play again? Trumpet. I played trumpet. She was, this, of course this girl did, was yeah. a percussionist. So she was right behind me. Oh. So we would always kind of like, I would turn around and talk to her and you know, oh, you nice. know, that's, we were in the, I was in the back row and you know, strategically placed and <laughs> I I had I was privy to some information that she had just broken up with her boyfriend, so I was I was like, oh, this could be it, you know? And yeah, this is like prime. I mean, everybody knows, especially in eighth right. grade, that the best time to get into a relationship is at a dance. <laughs> so <laughs> I I get to this dance and I'm wearing my my American Eagle khakis and my big brown shoes and my 
Yes. My perfectly ironed blue shirt with stripes and this (laughs) clunky tie that I tied myself and my hair is huge and I just, I look ridiculous. Um, And I'm avoiding this girl all night because I don't want to seem too interested, you know? Oh yeah. And then no air by Jordan Sparks comes on and (laughs) I'm, I'm at this, I'm kind of like trying to play it cool. Incredibly early 2000. I'm trying to play it cool and walk off of the dance floor um, because I don't have a date and I'm like, that's fine. I don't need a date, whatever. And I'm walking off. But at the same time, I'm kind of like looking around to see if she's anywhere nearby. And she darts out of the crowd. She says, Ethan, do you want to dance with me? And I'm like, yes. Oh boy. Yeah. So it was, it was a huge victory for me. Yeah. That you earned in no way. That I, I did nothing <laughs> to deserve. And so we go <laughs> and we're, we start dancing to nowhere by Jordan Sparks. And how do you dance that song? It's just slow. It's like a slow dance just I next guess, to each yeah, other. And so I, she put her hands on my shoulders, and uh-huh. I put my hands on her shoulders. Oh. <laughs> oh, And good. we danced like that, and her dress didn't have, like, shoulders. And so I'm just, like, my hands are sweaty. <laughs> and so I'm just sweating on this girl for three minutes oh, and 42 man. seconds until no air is over. And I don't notice that everybody around me has their – like, all the dudes have their hands on the girl's hips – and oh my this gosh. all brings it back. So that night I get home and she texts me and she said, hey, just just so you know, you're supposed to put your hands on my hips. And I like turned off my phone for the rest of the night because I was so embarrassed and I did not want to face the reality of what I had done. Yeah, that's like that's impossible. It was, I, no way to recover. Um, that's not that's not the worst thing to ever happen after a dance. No, not definitely not the worst by far, but no. it was traumatic for me at the time. Uh, she ended up dating another guy, uh, married him, and and she's married. She, now no, too. she really is. She married <laughs> I, him. I, I bet, and you want to know what's funny, Patrick? He's yes. in the navy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it all comes it all comes circle. together. Man, I love I love reminiscing on on the good old days yeah. of the good old days of of middle school. But you know what happens when you when you start reminiscing too much and having too much fun, you get sad. So I think it's time for tweets that made me sad. Welcome to Tweets That Made Me Sad. The internet is too positive. Tweets That Made Me Sad is a segment where we talk about what makes us sad on the internet. Patrick, do you have a tweet that made you sad? I absolutely do. So this one is from a couple of... Or sorry, sorry, it's from a week ago, about uh, about six days ago. Okay. It doesn't matter because you don't know when we're recording this. So Eastern at Drew Standard is time. Gooden tweeted... Uh, about a group. Do you know who the Ace family is, Ethan? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware store. Yeah, it is. And now we're going to get copyright striked. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. That's not how it works on podcasting. Podcasting rules. Absolutely. Um, the Ace family is a group of YouTubers. Oh. They, uh, I've yes. never, never heard of them. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. And they're on the trending page all the time. Like, I hadn't heard of really? them until roughly, like, three weeks ago when this guy drew good and made a video about them. And mm-hmm. I like, I watched it. And I was like, Oh, these people kind of suck. Oh, uh, no. Essentially they're, those, they're, they're this group of people that essentially got famous just for being famous. So it's this dude like the Kardashians. Yeah. That's everybody on YouTube now. Apparently they're he just made, drew made a really good point where he's like, I don't, I just can't, I can't tell what these people do for a living. Right. I just know that they make money on YouTube and then they use that 
but they but they make money on YouTube by flaunting their wealth. But how did they make so, money before YouTube? Exactly. That's so like, question. what did they possibly do, right? And 30, so it's they've this got, guy. Holy cow! This video is thirty-one million views. They're like big time. Yeah, they're big time YouTubers. So wow. like, why have you never heard of them? Here's why: Tell they're me. marketed to kids. Of course. Yeah, they're marketed to kids. So like, you're not watching them. Your cousin, your little cousin, is watching them, right? Uh-huh. Um, they're like, they're like in that, in that like Jake Paul arena anyway. So, um, Drew is screenshotting a tweet from a guy whose handle I can't pronounce. It's like Joseph with a bunch of numbers after uh-huh. it. Um, can the next D bag of the day be the YouTuber, the ACE family for riding a jet ski in their pool? Okay. So Wait. essentially what happened was the, uh, the ACE family, they bought this new, this new house and there's a pool in the back. Mm-hmm. And so they did this vlog <laughs> where, the wife is upstairs. She's like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Oh, my gosh, what's happening? And that's the whole first part of the video is uh-huh. her saying that in different cuts. Yeah. And then she comes out into the into the backyard, and her husband is 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 riding a jet ski in a, in the pool. Uh, and, and they have an infinity pool, so, like, the water is spilling over the sides. And they're on a hill, so it's the water is going down the hill. And this guy is saying, they ruined my uncle's vineyards. What? And they've been... They've been doing this for days, apparently, and so in in the they've video that this guy the posted for days, for days, yeah, they've okay. been ruining this guy's this guy's backyard essentially. Okay. okay. And in the video they posted, the so the the guy who owns the vineyard he he posted a, a video watching the water go over the sides and he, and he yells stop in the middle of it. And if you watch their video, it was on the trending page, like number two on trending for a while. Uh-huh. You can actually hear someone scream stop in one of the in one of the clips. Um. Yeah, and so essentially, it's just this—it's just this guy on a jet ski right. in his pool, yeah. and he's like over and over again. He's talking about like you gotta—you know—you only live once. That's what I always say, and I'm like, you know, that was a saying for a long time. Uh-huh. It's not very—it's not very—not uh, very new. But the worst part is—is is that when this was said, the the wife, who seems like a relatively level-headed person, I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, she essentially said. Oh, people just hate to see people happy and minding their own business and living their life. So just keep smiling at them, right? Smiling is the new sarcastic, right, folks? Yeah. So, so that's 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 this that's this group of people. I don't know. It just it made me sad because like there's a group of people on YouTube who just who can just make money doing stupid stuff, doing nothing, doing nothing, right? Like Patrick, I mean, riding a jet ski in a pool, riding a jet ski in a pool. Is actually not that interesting. No, it's pretty boring. I'm watching it right now as you're talking, and he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's just driving around in circles, right? And they're like, they have like drone shots and like shots that are kind of interesting. But yeah. like, when at the end of the day, he's just riding a jet ski. In a pool. You know what's more fun than riding a jet ski in a pool? Riding a jet ski like anywhere else yeah. across your lawn. That's more interesting. That's not where jet even skis just go. sitting on a jet ski on the back of a trailer going through the streets is more interesting and better than being yeah. in one in a pool. Exactly. And like you can tell that he's just using his cute kids and attractive wife for views. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Yeah, anyway, there's there's this one there was this one video they did a they did a prank video and there was one video where like it was obviously staged cuz I mean, come on, what it's a prank video. Yeah. And he puts a bunch of hot sauce in her Chipotle uh-huh. and she gets she gets so hot she has to go take a shower and uh-huh. he films that. Uh-huh. And it's like, "Oh, okay. Let's just all right, I see." exploit our loved ones for views. How about? Let, exploiting my loved ones for money. <laughs> how I how I got rich by putting my wife's body online. Like, yeah. come on. Is Ew. this 
I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, like, this I'm is not the direction, shocked anymore. This is the direction you know? that we've been going for a long time. But the the thing that really that 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 freaks me out, not freaks me out, is just like obviously they already have wealth. So why do you need to start a YouTube channel? <laughs> right. You know what? Is, <laughs> like why? Do I you guess need to like I guess if you're successful at it, then you can make more money. But why not just invest and then live a peaceful life with you and your wife and your kids? Yeah. If you're, like, the, if you're wealthy you to, to the point that you can put a jet ski in your infinity pool, just just live off of your interest, you know? Yeah. Make some just, good business investments. Go. And just chill. Yeah. Go spend time with your kids instead of editing a video or paying other people to edit your videos, yeah, which is more just, likely what's happening. Oh, it's definitely what's happening. It's just not worth the time. And I don't know. It's it just yeah. seems weird to me because that's that was that's the American dream, you know, is to be independently wealthy and be able to support your own family and raise kids. And this yeah. dude's like, you know what? I'm that's nice, and I got there, but it's not enough. And every I every also one need of these fame. Videos, I don't know. There's got to be like a name for this genre. It's like crap. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's it's like it's like wealth porn. I don't like when people say no, that. No. Yeah. About I think that's accurate though. Yeah. It's like it's like. But but the thing is, it's not marketed to people who are interested in looking at people be wealthy. It's marketed to children. And like their their theme song is very much these like, false ideals. These things only. These are like dreams. This is what dreams oh, are made no. of. And it's him walking onto like a basketball court. Right. And like it looks photoshopped. It's not actually that. Apparently they had like a charity basketball game mm-hmm. with, uh, um. With uh, everybody's favorite people, uh, Jake Paul and Chris Brown uh, played in their celebrity oh, basketball tournament. So you, this is the kind of company group they of keep. People right? to what hang a fun out group with. of people! You know what? <laughs> hey, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm hanging out with Jake Paul and Chris Brown. <laughs> are you a, are you a cop? Are you a lawyer at their litigation meetings? Like what's <laughs> what's happening? Are you gonna go set a couch on fire and then hurt people? Like what? You... It's 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 setting up children for these this bad. I started reading this book. Um, it's very interesting about kind of the how do you say like the development of children's minds. Um, interesting, I suppose, and it's by Michael D. O'Brien, uh, who wrote Father Elijah, and oh, wow. it's it's phenomenal already. I've only read like a chapter or so, but it's called "A Landscape with Dragons: The Battle for Your Child's Mind." It's very interesting. It just talks about how the traditional Western symbols of good and evil and fairy tales um, have shaped sort of the mind of children and literature in the late 19th century started yeah. to take those symbols and warp them and change them. And that's how we get just the wide variety of uh, how how dragons went from being universally seen as evil to films like How to Train Your Dragon, basically. Yeah, where, and and that, that which comes is like from, a shift that is normal to us because we were raised with it. But it's it's if you look at the broader scheme of things of what children were taught was good and what children were taught was bad and what they were raised to write about and see as good and bad, very different. Yes, and the reason the reason why those things happen is because we are very postmodern. Mm-hmm. And Gomer talks about this on Every Knee Shall Bow a couple of weeks ago. It's like there there's a first there's three cultures essentially. You mm-hmm. can kind of boil it down to this. First culture is pagan pre-culture where everyone's religious, um, but it's kind of like it's kind of like the way that that Hinduism exists now. Everyone's religious, but there's no like contention. It's all like we have our gods, you have your gods. We're we're gonna fight, and our gods are gonna hate each other, but whatever. And then you have second culture with which is Christian Western culture, not just Christian Western culture, but it's this like 
monotheism and this very extreme like uh-huh. we're going to get rid of paganism and we're going to be christian and then there's third culture which is just emerging which it attempts to undo everything that second culture did yeah and so that that's what that's what's happening is like the postmodern project seeks to undermine symbols and yeah that that ranges anywhere from mortally sinful to morally neutral mm-hmm. i think like there's some there's some symbols that can be up for up upended because it doesn't really matter yeah but there are some symbols that need to stay in place because we are inherently a symbolic yeah group we just lose that because we're so we're so uh dis- detached from nature mm-hmm. you know it's it's interesting because they have to take like characters like superman aren't interesting anymore to people yeah, you because have to make him like because he's too good, and so you have to make him edgy. You know, yeah. Um, guys like Captain America, you know, you have to give him, uh, lean him super far in one direction, so people can can see that he's not always good, or he's not always this, that, or the other thing. You know, yeah. Um, Captain America stayed pretty consistently. He did. He did. Um, yeah. But there's, but still, people got there was a lot of criticism toward his character because of that. You know. Yeah. And so it's, it's because people are reluctant to see something as universally good, right? They're scared to look at a hero and see the sword in their hand and see the victory over the evil dragon or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And because those those symbols tell us something about human nature, right? About virtue, about courage, about prudence and all those – and justice and all those classical virtues that is lost. And so – all this to say, right, this is all tying back to the Ace family because we're not giving them those good symbols, right? We're giving them symbols of this is what's good and this is what's beautiful. And it's framed in this cookie-cutter, pretty, candy, appealing way where wealth is good. Um, not just wealth, but waste. Waste, right? wealth. Ex- Putting a jet ski in a pool right. is like the most wasteful thing you could do. Exposing a body, right? Lust. Um, yeah. It's just encouraging these things that are not have never been the things that we're supposed to give to our children, which is crazy that that's happening. But what I mean, what can we do about it other than read fairy tales to our children and teach them that dragons are bad and humans are good? I don't know. Now I'm sad. Thanks. That's what this segment is all about. Do you have a tweet that made you sad? I don't have an individual tweet. But I do have a collection of tweets. Okay, all right, go for it. Lay it on me. The entirety of football Twitter. Are we talking about this again? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, you know my feelings on it. I do. There's, it's just so. I I get that people like the sport, right? But anything that takes up your entire attention for eight hours a day on Saturday and eight hours a day on Sunday can't be good for you right like there's no way that watching college football all day on saturday and nfl all day on sunday is like a healthy pastime as a nation but it every year we get to this time and it just consumes people and i no longer am able to have good conversations with people around me because they're checking their fantasy scores and i'm Mm. great do what you want to do get bond with your your friends who like football I'll, i'll watch a game you know if you want to sit down and have a couple brewskis and <laughs> chat about the old pigskin flying around and the talk about the the cowboys the way and that the, the the they kind of run. I'll do that. 
I'll hit each other. I'll watch the playoffs, as Patrick puts it. Um, <laughs> but the way that it just can, seems to consume everything for about six to seven weeks, I just I, it does it makes me sad. And I know that's a hot take, and I know that people are gonna be like, "Oh, you were just making fun of people who don't like sports earlier in the show." I do like sports, but none of the other sports consume the entire country's attention in such a Wait, six to seven weeks, you said? Damaging way. Well, six to seven weeks until basketball starts, you know, and then people kind of get uh, split up a I get that people, like, divide up. Yeah, I yeah, see, yeah. I see. Uh, that's that's my take. I don't think it's good. People disagree. That's fine. But it's it was just the first week of, of that being back in full force, and I just I, had to, I, st- I just I had to stay off that. Twitter. I'm in, so. I'm in Pittsburgh, and so. Do they have a sports, like a football team there? I, I I believe they do. Is it the? I think so. They are the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> the Peaberg Steelies. As a as a as a as a youth minister, I like the Peaberg Steelies. They um we were talking we were talking to a bunch of uh, of of students and their parents and and they were mm-hmm. like, hey we we really can't uh, we really can't have youth group on Sunday nights anymore because on account um, of the people, football. No, because people want to have dinner with their families. Oh, that's even better. Sunday night, yeah, they want to have dinner with their families. Um, but then we moved it to the afternoons and they were like, oh, well, like one oh. o'clock to two, like that's usually when that's the Steelers when play. And I was is. like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if that's when the Steelers play. The score is going to be the same whether you watch it or not. That's not true. <laughs> and if you want to drop your kid off and go watch the game, that's fine. But I guarantee you that there's, they're going to have a lot, their, their life is going to be better if they go, if they come to, to my youth kids group. their age, if they hang out with kids their age and run around yeah. and like be teenagers with each other, versus them sitting at home next to you while you scream at the television, yeah. that's that's gonna make their quality of life much better. I promise. Just get and outside. Like, I'm not saying you can't watch football, but just go go do something other than football on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, please play football. Yeah, get get with some your boys together. You know? Get some get some gals together, get some flags, get some cones, <laughs> get some jerseys. I just throw get a stadium. Get get some get, get some cam- fans. Get, get start your own start stomach. your own rival league. Make six figures. Bada boom, bada Retire. bing. Put a jet ski in a pool. <laughs> Make a YouTube channel. And now we've now we figured it out. The solution. <laughs> we've, we've come full circle. All these people who are watching football, you know what they need to do is they need to start their own football league. <laughs> if everybody has their own, then nobody's gonna watch anybody else's. Whoa! And then we've solved the problem. We figured it out. There you go. Hey, Ethan, I gotta be honest. Tell me. There's a lot going on. I'm engaged. Oh no! You know, I got a lot going on in my life. Yeah. I just gotta. I just gotta say, I know that the extent of your relationship experience extends to DMing girls on Twitter and touching their shoulders, but I just need to ask Sweating for your advice. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to everybody's newest segment of the show it's called dr ethan's marriage prep a segment where i take my young naive protege grasshopper of a boy there you go uh, (laughs) trying to find the right word and i teach him everything he needs to know about relationships all right patrick yeah Guys, I want to preface this. I have no idea what's about to happen. Ethan said he wanted to do this. This is this is not going to be funny. So far, Ethan is 0-1 <laughs> for his own private segments. Uh, like, I yeah. have Professor Patrick's book corner. Ethan tried to do DJ Pillowcase's music select song song pick yesterday. 
or last week it didn't go so ethan please dr ethan do your do your cute little segment for us <laughs> <laughs> all right folks we're changing gears a little bit here i'm starting the episode back up again ethan's ethan's segment didn't go very well so we're gonna I open tried. up I don't know what you want from me. I have meetings for eight hours today, and then I come home and I do this podcast, and you're sitting there on your throne saying, hey, poking me with a stick. Be funny. (laughs) Dance for me, monkey. Do that to your wife. That won't work out too well, will it? There's your marriage (laughs) advice. There's your marriage advice. Don't poke your wife with a stick. Let's have a segment every week where we fight, except it's real, and it's happening right now. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of I'm tired of being ruled by your iron fist. You say tear down the iron curtain. I say tear down the iron Patrick. <laughs> this this is a segment we like to call. This isn't a segment. Stages. This is me being upset. Okay. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have your fake accept vo- upset voice out. Right I don't now. have you a real make... upset voice. You don't. Do I? I don't know. You you, you have you get, you don't get upset. You just get tired. Yeah. And then you like get unironic for a while, and then I'm like, "Oh man, Ethan's sad." Yeah, but you know what? I don't have a reason to be sad about. Was that? Is that we have a new addition to the Verification 2020 campaign? Wow, another one, guys. We're not even making this up. They just keep they coming keep every coming, week. and we get emails every day. Oh, it's so freaking good, Ethan. Who do we got this week? I I think it's uh it's someone that we get the best of both worlds. Um. What are those two worlds? We, well, it's the world where you kick it out and take it slow, and then it's the world where you rock out the show. Oh my gosh, did we get Hannah Montana? Even better, we got Mitchell Musso, baby. Heck yes, we got Mitchell Musso. Oh my gosh, Mitchell Musso, thank you. I honestly, I don't know what to say because if if I didn't have Oliver on my squad, on my team, the universal hype man, the guy who was always batting in the corner of Miley Stewart, um. And her friend, Emily Osment, who had a name in the show, but who is Lily. who is very who has agreed to not be a part of Verification 2020, so she does not get any airtime. This is a Mitchell Musso podcast. Thank you, Mitchell Musso, for being here. We're a big fans. Thank fan. you, Mitchell Musso. Mitchell Musso is everybody's favorite American actor, musician, and singer, best known for his three Disney Channel roles as Oliver Oaken in Hannah Montana, Jeremy Johnson in Phineas and Ferb, and King Brady on Pair of Kings. Um, we also love the part about how Mitchell Musso got pulled over for a potential DUI. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> and got his show on Disney Channel canceled. But we always have room for redemption here on this show. We Here's the thing. That's not the worst thing that a Disney Channel celebrity has ever done. So we're going to let it pass, true. Mitchell. We're going to let it go. We're going to let hey, it Hey, listen, pass. you passed the field sobriety test, just not for minors. And that's okay. You know, you can't win them all. Especially when you drink and drive. Don't drink and drive, kid. Please do not drink and drive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? No, okay, okay, okay. So, as everybody knows, Mitchell Musso, here's the thing. I was I was reading that, and it looks like he had a great career after that. He, so. Yes, which is good. He did, which is good. He didn't he's make, back on he made, Disney He made Channel. a small mistake. Yeah. Um, and he's back on the Disney Channel. He's learned, yeah. He's, he's back. He's in, he's in Milo Murphy's Law, which is a great, a great show by the... Um, What's the creators called? of Phineas and Ferb. Creators of Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So here's here's the thing that I love the most about Mitchell Musso. Okay, Please. so I, 
I saw a little tidbit on his early life thing. He has two brothers, one whose name is Mason Musso, okay. who I would like to focus on. First of all, right. horribly hard name to pronounce, who sings a lead vocal in the band Metro Station, okay. which seemed familiar, so I looked it up. And Metro Station is a pop duo band with Mason Musso and Trace Cyrus. Okay, That's right. No. Oliver Oaken and Miley Stewart's older brothers started a band together. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no. The son of country singer Billy Ray Cyrus and brother and recent of pop sensation. Recording artist Miley Cyrus. He yeah. is tatted up. Oh my gosh. No, Trace, that's that's we talk Trace about Cyrus, like rejected yeah. brother of the family. Frick, yeah. Poor Trace Cyrus. I mean, Metro Station, they had some hits, right? They had one hit, Shake It. Which one's that? Shake, 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 shake. Oh, that it. was them. That was that was Miley Cyrus's older brother. That was Miley Cyrus's older brother. This is the kind of stuff that we wouldn't know about if Mitchell Musso didn't join Verification 2020, right? This is the now kind that of we stuff have, that we wouldn't know. Now about. that we have Mitchell, right? We have a one-way path to Mason, which is a one-way path to Trace, which is a one-way path to Miley, which is a one-way path. To Billy Ray, which is a one-way path to Lil Nas, to X. Lil Nas X, and that's what the goal <laughs> is, baby. We are going to work our way through the content until we get to the king himself, Lil Nas. Hey, Panini! One of these don't days, you be a one meanie. of these days, our fans will be Panini. Why don't you join in on this verification meme? Lil Nas, see, here's the thing. Lil Nas became famous after Twitter stopped their whole verification thing, and he's verified on Twitter. So why can't we be verified on Twitter? Lil Nas, give us a shout out. Give us a shout out in the next song. Do a song called The Crunch and make it, call it Verification. Please, 2020. Can, please verify my friends. I'm Lil Nas. <laughs> I just wrote that beat for you. I did the beat on tweets that made me sad. I can do a beat for you anytime. Lil Nas, give me a call. But anyway, this is not about Lil Nas. This is about Mitchell Musso. We just want to say thank you for being Jeremy in Phineas and Ferb. Thank you for uh, being in my favorite uh, Halloween film, Monster House. <laughs> Monster House. <laughs> Still have nightmares about that. I, Thank that, you. That trailer scared me so bad back in 2006. I was my s- spooked. My the only the only two things I remember from that movie are old lady buried underneath the house and oh, it's a girl house. Only two things I remember. Those are the only two things movie. you need to remember. <laughs> That's the only two things. Oh man, what a what an episode! I've been through a roller coaster of emotions today. Yes, I would say I've been through a backyard roller coaster of emotions. That was a Phineas and Ferb. A backyard jet ski of emotions. <laughs> uh, just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Three years of podcasting, three years of boys, three years of fun. Um, if you like what we do, patreon.com, there for you. If you really like what we do, send us in hot take time machines. Send us in tweets that made you sad. Send us in uh, everything that you could possibly want for this kind of podcast to continue on the way that it's going. At Propostle, at Catholic Pat, at The Crunchcast, info at thecrunchcast.com. These are all the places that we're going to be that we need you to be. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? When you're sad and you're alone, just remember, open your eyes, check your DMs. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week.